Hey everybody, welcome back to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Corbin Elliott. I am lovely, I am handsome, I am charismatic, and I'm drinking coffee. Uh, today, you'll notice if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, uh, you'll actually see that I am not in my regular office. I am in the back bedroom of my grandpa's house today. <laughs> um, uh, you'll see there's actually a mouse over my head. He's a really cute guy. Um, this is actually where... Uh, I teach online voice lessons, and this is the best location to do it at this point. Um, so, anyway, I teach from, I work from back here uh, so for, for some of the weekdays. So, anyway, uh, that's where I'm at today. Um, but today we're going to be talking about another strategy that you can use to enjoy your work even more, and it's actually not working out of your grandpa's back bedroom. Uh, it is another tip, even though maybe this is a two-for-one. Uh, who knows? Uh, but, but anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about a specific strategy that to sort of compile on to your, your, tool, your toolbox of strategies uh, to enjoy your work a little bit more. But before we get to that, I just want to remind you all that this podcast is specifically for informational purposes. So if you've got any things that you want to work through personally and you want specific advice, please go see a professional because I am not one of those. Um, so, so go see a professional if you have more personal questions about that. Um, but with that said, without further ado, let's get into the strategy of the day. So today we're going to be talking about self-imposed improvement, specifically in the context of work, as you know. Uh, you can also call this like just setting like personal benchmarks for yourself. And this is a great thing to do for a couple of reasons. One it boosts what we call autonomy. And, and autonomy is a, is a fancy word for, for freedom, really, personal freedom. In other words, uh, the sensation that you have some sort of locus of control and that you get to sort of choose your own adventure, like those, like those books from, from your childhood that you possibly read. If you haven't read one, it's not too late. Give it a shot. Um, but it's important for us to have this ability. It's one of the reasons that we like game, like playing games and stuff. Uh, and even some people like that, why they like playing video games or, or whatever, they feel internally they know that they have the locus of control and the goals that they set, they are choosing to do the things that they're doing. They are not being told what to do, essentially, um, in a lot of those cases. But anyway, having this autonomy, it has been said, and this is a direct quote from a, from a psychological article, it increases an employee's sense of job satisfaction, motivation, creativity, and overall well-being. Um, so those are good things there. Uh, that if you're noticing a pattern with the benefits, a lot of these other, um, a lot of these other mindsets and ways to to create your own environment and work have have provided a lot of these benefits. And so I just want you to try them on like cats to see which one works for you. But anyway, so we want to set personal goals within our within our work context. And this is regardless of whether, you know, because in some jobs you have a an overling or a boss that actually can set goals and helps you to set goals um, that are in the, the best interests of the company that you work for. And that's great. That's totally cool. I think it's awesome. Um, but I think in addition to that, and what you should really focus on more is actually setting your own personal goals within the work that you do. So, what we'll do this first, in the case that you have a boss and um, you are setting goals, you can still feel a sense of autonomy even though they're imposing a goal on you by setting your own goal that supersedes their goal. 
and it can converge with their goal, if that makes sense, on a sort of covert level, but you're actually focusing on it being your own personal goal, okay? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you some examples so you can better understand that. Um, so maybe it is just that you are setting a goal that is higher than your boss's goal for the, whatever metric you're tracking, um, and you actually forget that your boss's goal is even there, you're working on your goal. So you're taking ownership over your own work, and you are, you are taking in that autonomy and that sense of control by focusing on your goal that is higher than your boss's goal, but it just so happens to meet your boss's criteria. And, and possibly go over that criteria. So you still get the benefits of, you know, whether you get bonuses or promotions or whatever for meeting those goals or whatever that they set for you, but you still are maintaining the senses, the locus of control and autonomy by setting your own goal that just happens to align with their goal, if that makes sense. So that's one idea. You can do that. The second one is your goal is actually getting better at a specific skill within the job. This actually might be more satisfying. Um, and you're working out like a mastery goal, if you if you uh, remember that from last season when we were talking about the science of goal setting. And if you don't recall that, go back and check it out again or check it out for the first time. Um, so that'll help you to tie into this strategy. But anyway, if you're setting a mastery goal, the premise is you are getting better at a specific skill. Um, and you're just improving on your own ability to, to, to perform that skill or perform that ability. And if you can set up a skill and improve on a skill that tracks into getting the results of what your boss wants you to get, then that's great. But your focus is actually on getting better at the skill, not the numbers of the boss. Because in this setting, you are still retaining that autonomy. It's another way of doing that in which because you are so focused on that goal and you're so focused on getting better than that, you just happen to meet your boss's goal. If, if that makes sense. You're focusing on your goal, but it just seems to happen that you met your boss's criteria. And you, and you still get the raise that, that you want at the end of the day, or the, the bonus or whatever. So, so that's great. Um, let's talk about the other case, especially in the case that you don't have a boss setting goals for you, or you just don't have goals in general at where you work or whatever. Um, it's super important work on things uh, or to set your own goals because you really have no other thing that you're striving for at work um, to setting your own thing that you want to go into work and accomplish. Even though you could go in and work the job and you'd still get paid at the end of the day, you'd probably be a little bit more bored if you didn't have something that you were occupying yourself working with, working on and trying to improve on. I think it would uh, there's a lot of evidence that it would be, and I think it would be, but I think there's a lot of psychological just backing behind the fact that by striving and growing towards something, we tend to be more engaged and we tend to be um, more into whatever we're doing, essentially. Um, so setting goals, you know, if you are a, uh, I don't know, a server at a restaurant, and I think this is a goal that you could probably easy attain. You want to set, okay, I want to get, I want to get so good at personal, I'm going to have so many good personal skills and, and, uh, social skills that I want to have, um, I want to average this much tip money per, per customer. And you're actually tracking that. Like, um, and you're going, oh, how can I, oh, I didn't quite make the tip for this last one. How can I be a better server to 
to where I can actually make that tip next time. Even though there's nobody in the restaurant, you know, there's no boss that says, you need to make this much in tips. Um, you're just doing it because it gives you something to aim for. And, I mean, you'll get, you'll benefit monetarily, which is uh, a major focus of work, which that's great too, but also you'll be less bored because you're actually working towards something. Um, and you're, you're self-imposing that benchmark on yourself. So that could just help you to, to, to enjoy it and pass the time a little bit quicker. Uh, and just to enjoy your work, um, even if it isn't your ideal job or whatever. Um, so that's perfect. Uh, guys, thank you so much um, for listening. I hope that these strategies are really beneficial for you and that you're learning to sort of gamify your, your time at work and to enjoy a little bit more. Um, so cool. Guys, if you're liking the content, please subscribe, like, comment. Um, and if you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple Podcasts or anything like that, please leave a review um, and, and rate it. Even if it's if it's bad or good, I don't care. I just want to have feedback from you guys so that in the future I can better uh, tailor content and make things towards what is actually benefiting you all. So that's great. Thank you guys so much. Try these strategies. Try them on like hats. You know, some people... Like a, some people, they put on a, on a uh, flat bill hat and they go, ooh, that looks good. Or some people, they want to, we call them toboggans, but you sort of, you know, pull them over your ears whenever it snows and stuff. Some people look good in that hat. These strategies are like hats. You, heck, you might look good in only one of the hats or you might look good in all the hats, but try on the hats. <laughs> um, so try those hats on. And, uh, and until next time, you just keep trying on and off hats and, and figuring out which ones look good for you and employing them in your work, but uh, I look forward to talking to you in the next episode, and this is really a joy for me. So, all right, guys, see you in the next one. Have a lovely time until when that is. All right, bye-bye.